at this point in June, I have to believe there is somebody actively praying for the weather that we have. Stop it. Stop. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your motivations are. I don't care. You know, we're all about seek treatment for mental illness. Go. Go. Find a therapist. Stop what you're doing. We only get like two months as it is, and you're messing it up for everybody. Stop. That being said, um, for the kids, we have uh, some activity pages and crayons back there at the Connect Center. You're welcome to get some for yourself. Sit. Enjoy. Uh, I promise I'm not going to keep you long this morning, as far as I know, but you know, I've never really had a problem doing that, regardless of what I intended, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm just going to pick up reading in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, starting in verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. According to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Uh, I hadn't intended it this way, but this sort of uh, dovetails right into what I was talking about last week, which is uh, we need to bless God. We need to glorify God. We need to with our mouth, extol his virtue and his power and his goodness and his glory and his strength. Because when we worship like that, when our spirit hears those words comes out of our mouth, it begins to internalize and we begin to believe that all these things we are saying about God are true. And it's important that we do this because we are just as likely to minimize God's ability. And you're going, what are you talking about? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. And as I was preparing for this, I knew what I was going to say. I knew, I see, what I'm going to do is I'm going to admonish us about something we do, and then I'm going to encourage us about why we need to stop. And that being said, the thing that I've heard that I'm going to tell you to stop doing, I have heard at least four times this morning. And once it was out of my own mouth, who knew better? And the thing we do is just. Not just a trait, but the use of the word just. I just. Dear God, just blah, blah, blah. Dear God, I just ask. We need to stop doing this because, because think about it. When you insert that use of just into a phrase, you're minimizing. 
you're making small. Dear God, I just ask, or God, would you just? Oftentimes it comes out when we are in the middle of a bad time. We are in the middle of a trial, a turmoil, a struggle, a storm in life. And we're on our knees and we're praying, dear God, just get me through this. Dear God, just make it better. Dear God, just let things go back to normal. Every time you invoke the name of God and you put a just in there, you are saying, God, in all your limitless bounty, in all your power to do great and mighty things throughout nature, throughout the universe, through me, do this. This one tiny, small, in-the-box thing. We have the ability to come before God on our knees and ask whatsoever we will in the power of the God of the universe, and we tend to limit him to just this. Think. Go back with me. Go back. Keep going back. Further. Further. Go back further than that. Just keep going back till you hit the Israelites in Egypt. They're in Egypt. They're slaves. Life is horrible. I mean, it's horrible. It's terrible. It's horrible. No good. Very bad days. Things are bad. And they are crying out to God, we just want things to not be bad. See, they've started already. God shows up. God of the universe, in all the power of God of the universe, shows up, and what does he do? He does what God does. He comes and he rains down on the Egyptians with not one, not three, not five, not nine, ten plagues that defy nature and all the gods of the Egyptian pantheon. He just lays out just how amazing he is. I mean, he's controlling like rain and turning it into fire and like only Adele can do that. And he's nobody, nothing. All right, we'll move on. He's controlling animals and bugs and insects and disease and light itself. God is awesome. And he does such an amazing job. He scares the snot out of the Egyptians. And the Egyptians are like, you know what? Just go. Just go away. Just go. Take your God with you and leave us alone. Just leave us alone. And then what does God do? God leads Israel out of Egypt with great fanfare. And what do they do on the way out the door? They essentially loot the Egyptians. They take everything that is not nailed down. They would have taken the kitchen sink had kitchens or sinks been invented. They took everything because this is what the great and powerful God of Egypt, of Israel, leads them to do. And what does he want to do with them? What does he tell them he wants to do? He is going to lead them to a land of milk and honey. Because he is God. 
how long does it take for the Israelites to start adjusting things into the garbage? You know what, God, at this point, I, I just want some water. And what does God do? He gives them water. You know, God, I really just want something to eat. God doesn't just give them something to eat. He gives them magic heaven food. Magic heaven food, people. I don't even know what that means. And I'm kind of disappointed. I personally have a belief that when we get to heaven, we're going to have, like, spirit bodies. So, you know, it's not going to be, like, buffets. So I don't even think we get to eat the magic heaven food. But I certainly would like to know. And what do they do? They, you know what? I just want something different to eat. Dear God, the magic heaven food is not good enough. It's old and boring. I'm tired of it. And what does God do? God sends, like, pigeons or squab or pheasant or quail or whatever it is. Little tiny birds. Like Cornish game hens. Cornish game hens over magic heaven food? I mean, come on. Finally, they get to the point. What do they say? Dear God, I just want to go back to Egypt and die. And they have progressively just God down to nothing. God offers them all this, and they progressively turn all this into this. And then even this isn't enough for them. And how often do we do the exact same thing? Dear God, I just want this situation to be over. Dear God, I just want this hard time to be at an end. Dear God, I just want to get through the storm. All when, when you're in that situation, when you're in that storm, when you think of all that God could potentially do, and you, because you're focused on the storm and not on God, you limit God to just this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You need to stop justing God and start trusting God. I hate how horrible that sounded. But that, if nothing else I said this morning, that's going to stick with you. Some of you, it's going to be like, dude, I can't even believe he said that. Um, you know what? I, I was getting dressed this morning, and I saw the shirt hanging in the closet, and I thought of... Uh, my friend Randall Peck, because Randall was about the Hawaiian shirts. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear it. And Randall would have loved the heck out of stop justing God and start trusting God. And Randall would mention that line to me for the next three years to come. Intermittently every time I saw him. But we need to. We need to stop justing. Stop minimizing what God can do in our situation. Because that's not the God we serve. We don't serve the God of just. We don't serve the God of good enough. We serve the God of great and mighty. What did Jesus say he came to do? There's a thief who comes to steal and destroy. But Jesus came to bring life. No, did he add anything to that? Bring life and life abundant. 
God wants us to not be about just. God wants our lives to be about fullness and abundance and about demonstrating the glory of his goodness. In any given situation we can be in or somebody that we know and love can be in, we can look and see, you know what, in this particular moment, the one pinpoint laser folks immediate need is this. This one thing. Just this thing. But if I open my eyes and I view the situation as God does and I have trust and faith and belief that God can do all things beyond just this, what else could God do? If, if I'm in the midst of, of a health struggle, sure, God could just make me better. Or God could use this health struggle that I'm going through to demonstrate his goodness and his power to numerous people around me. When, when I'm going through a loss in my life, God, just fix this one thing. Or I can say, God, do whatever it is you will in this moment. God, take my circumstances and show yourself to be good and true and powerful and faithful in whatever that means. And if we believe, we may start to see God doesn't just answer the one thing we wanted. God does bountiful, amazing things beyond what we could even think of. We could see outcomes that in the moment never seemed remotely related to what we were going through. We couldn't see it because we were about just. But God could see it. And conversely, when we live in the just, and we're focused on the, the one thing, the little tiny box, we cut ourselves off from seeing what else God might do. We cut ourselves off from seeing what God might do. We cut ourselves off from those possibilities. And then because we couldn't see, we couldn't believe, we couldn't open ourselves to the possibility. And then because we had no faith, God is unable to do things he might have otherwise done, but we were just not willing. Because we're stuck in just, we limit God's ability to manifest greater, mightier things that he might have done in us, for us, through us. Stop justing. Start trusting. What is going on with you right now? What is going on in your life that you look at? The life of somebody you know, and it's possible you could say, God, if you would just this, but if you step back, what else might God do? If you opened yourself to the possibility that the God of all creation, holy and mighty and powerful and good, what else might God do if you allow him to work in that? the way he wants to, not the way you want to. Wrap up with Romans. 
short little that I want to say. All right. Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Can any of those things, can any trial, tribulation, storm, problem, difficulty, struggle you go through separate you from God? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The pinnacle, critical point in that I want you to see is God does not call you to be a survivor. We don't have a God of survivors. We have a God of victors and conquerors. We have a God who doesn't want you to just get through things. We have a God that wants you to be victors victorious in all things. We have a God who wants you to be a conqueror in all things. And it's when we open ourselves up to that possibility, when we put our faith in him, when we believe for more and bigger and better than what we could conceive or ask. It's when we get to the point where in any situation we say, God, you are good. Do what you will. It's when you get to that point in your life where you have enough faith. You might, you might not feel it 100%, but you're willing to try it out. God, do what you will. That's the point in your life where God goes, Oh, buddy, I've been waiting for this. You just wait and see what I will. And God will do mighty bountiful, abundant, miraculous, huge things in your life that will not just impact you, but will impact those around you. And you will start to see the goodness of God shine forth in your life. And you will start to not just be blessed by God. You will not just be a blessing to God, but you will be a venue, a conduit for God's blessing to those around you. Dear God, do what you will. That's what it looks like when you start trusting and stop justing. And when it came out, it sounded a little ridiculous, but if nothing else, let that stick with you. Let that be the thing that comes to your mind when you're going through those hard times. Do you want to live a life of just? you want to live a life of trust in all his goodness. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. We're going to do one more song. And uh, then we will be, be dismissed. Uh, again, I encourage you for a wide variety of reasons I am not going to go to again to stop by and see me at the Connect Center. 
Uh, whoever you are, whatever you are, there's probably a good reason for you to stop by the Connect Center before you leave this morning, so please do. They're getting themselves worked out. Father, help me, help us to stop justing you. Help us to stop living lives that limit what it is you want to do in us and through us. So many times, so often in situations where we're overcome by the difficulty, by the trial, by the struggle, by the storm, it's easy to focus on one core thing and be of the mind that, God, if you would, if you would fix just this thing, things would go back to normal. But help us to become the kind of people who move beyond that, that one thing, who open ourselves to the possibility of, of you doing so much more. Not just for our good, but for the good of those around us. Help us to start being aware. Help me to start being aware of this use of just and our tendency to limit you and limit your power. Help us to become the people who go, my God is good and great, and he can do far more, far bigger, far better than what I can conceive of. And in every situation, that is what I ask. Father, do far more than what I can conceive. Accept our praise in this final song, Lord. Lord, I have to say, even now, even as I pray, I'm conscious of and concerned that I might, I might throw that just in there, that I might limit, but help me move past that. Help us to go forth from this place, living in faith, living in trust, and the assurance that in all things, you can make me, you can make us conquerors. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.